Hi, welcome to Into Glass Podcast. We're back. Uh, this, this is Matt. This is Stefan. What's up, you guys? How you doing? Uh, Jesus Christ, we leave for you know a month or so, and the whole world really just goes to shit, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, three months almost. I know. It's it's almost like we were lazy pieces of shits so that didn't want to record, and we're using said epidemic as an excuse. I mean, you're not wrong. No, that's actually my first topic. Oh. How the the fucking hour hasn't fucking wait. Yes, you <laughs> with words speak. Speak? No, well, I was just like, you know, I'm flabbergasted by this whole thing. To be honest, I mean, it put me out of work uh, specifically, yeah. and um, I know it put millions of people out of work. So you know, I'm not alone on that. But at the end of the day. Jesus Christ, I've learned a lot about myself during this pandemic, and, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel really bad for the people who have, you know, perished in it, absolutely. My heart and my my mind and my soul are with those families, but, I mean, at the end of the day, we are all here together, and we got to just kind of get out of this thing and um, keep playing it safe. I, (laughs) You know, um, we are in very, very difficult times uh, right now. Um, I have a man bun. You know, we all have to make shit. sacrifices and do terrible shit in order to get by. That's pretty rough. Yeah. It's pretty rough. On it, a scale of one to rough, that's pretty rough. Especially since your sister is a fucking hair, hairstylist that can cut it at literally any time. Anytime. But this yeah. is the only time in my life I'm going to be able to grow this shit out. Because I don't go to work. Like, I work at home. So I don't have to see people. So I can get my fucking nails, po- you know, polished, which they are, like, have nail polish on them and, you know, wear makeup and fuck dudes. Like, this is the only time I can do this, Stefan. <laughs> I know. Well, hey, you know what? No shame, man. And honestly, like I said, this this whole pandemic's brought out different parts of people and um, even even some hilarious ones. And in turn, I, w- I went to go for a job interview on Saturday. I got the job, by the way. Yay! Cue the, cue the, no, okay, fine. There you go. Okay, but hey. What the fuck? What? You're white as the fucking sand of Africa. That's why I said Ariba. I didn't roll my R. Still. Ariba. 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 There you go. I'm Hispanic. Yeah, you're Hispanic. I can do that. But I was waiting in line for this job interview, and this girl in front of me like turns around She's wearing a mask and everything, okay? But she, like, turns around and she's, oh, like... like a Joker mask? She looks me dead in the eyes and she's, like, so do you think this COVID shit is real? Oh, my God. And I was, <laughs> like, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's real. And she was, like, no, I mean... And, like, dude, she went on this whole tangent about, like, how the birds watch us and that how, like, birds are fake and COVID's fake and she's never met a single person with COVID. And I'm kind of, like, eh, one of my parents' good friends passed away from it. Like, I'm pretty sure it's real, <laughs> you know? And, like, I don't know. Right before going into a job interview, she's making this whole big, like, conversation piece about how COVID's fake. Then the guy comes out and pulls us back, and I'm, like, I'm standing far away from her. I'm just kind of doing the smile and wave nod, you know? <laughs> uh, I'm trying see, to just, I'm just trying to, like, just be nice but not agree with her on anything. See, since it's a job interview and she's a potential competitor, I would have just been like, uh, she don't believe in COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, just, and just, like, the interviewer's like, 
you can uh you can take your stuff and leave you can leave yeah. <laughs> yeah i was thinking that man i was like i i don't know if she's gonna get the job just based off this you know what i mean like yeah. in front of all these people she's straight up like there's there's me and probably six other people waiting in line for this interview and she's like you guys think covid's real like out of nowhere and i'm like oh my god and um she was really like one of those eccentric people like the minute she understands that you're listening to her. It's like, okay, now my volume is going to go from like a five to a 10 and I'm going to speak even more on this and go even crazier and just go way more left field than I should. So I actually had a similar situation. Um, kind well, the same person who I think I told you this, I went to Wingstop a week ago or so. I didn't tell you this. Okay. No. Uh, so I went to Wingstop, big surprise, uh, to get some wings, bigger surprise. Uh, <laughs> and how they had it set up was only two people can go into the building at a time and everyone else was outside, but there was no like line or designated area. So everyone was just fucking scattered outside. Oh, and there's this big ass crowd because it was like a Friday and I think a game was on or something. And so I had placed my order online, but I still waited like 20 minutes. I was like, yeah, I'll give them time. And they were still like really far behind. So I was waiting in I was waiting in the kind of line to get into the building because people were just walking past the line and walking inside and then being told to stand outside and then other people were like, I haven't paid yet. It was a fuck it was clusterfuck, honestly. But whatever, I had time. Yeah. Uh, excuse you. Do you want me to keep going? Yes. I, I can stop. I was gonna say I love I love burritos. Oh, cool. Burritos <laughs> That's <are> cool. all. <laughs> I really uh, was just gonna say I love burritos, but I so what happened was I was waiting in line and there was this lady there who's like, oh, my God, I can't believe how unprofessional they are and how, like, they just don't do anything right. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, D yeah, they didn't fucking plan for this because it's it's just a terrible situation. Like, they fuck off, lady. <laughs> no one planned. And, and, but, <laughs> Welcome you know, to the club. <laughs> I was polite, you know, like you were. I was like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's what and, I did. But that's keep in really mind, I, I have sunglasses on and my face mask. So, like, no facial expression. Good. I look like the fucking invisible man. <laughs> just, mm, mm-hmm, mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> and, and she just keeps going on and on. And there's this one part where this old lady comes up, and she has, like, a cane and everything. I'm like, here, please get in front of me. Because there's only me and, like, one other person behind me, that lady. And then she's like, why did you let her go ahead? I'm like, because she can't fucking walk, dude. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, once again, I'm being polite. I'm not saying any of this shit yet. I'm just saying, no, dude, she's, you know, she's older. She just needs some help. And then by the end of it, she was like, when I got my food, she's like, um, if you don't mind me asking, what time did you order your food? And I'm just like, it's none of your fucking business. Yeah. And just walked away. <laughs> good for you. Good uh, for you. It was great. And good. then I had good karma, which I'll talk about later from that. Some, some, uh, bad karma. I think out of this is there's just so many people are sick and people dying. are stupid <laughs> people yeah people are sick and dying and then the stupid people don't know you know they're not really looking into it so they're crowding the beaches they're crowding these places yeah assholes going to the river and shit yes and I mean <laughs> he's talking about us we went to the river okay but we did. it was we a had small fun time. group it was a small group um, there was lots of puppies. Yeah, cute. there was, there was. But have you heard about these five G? They're called. Oh God, I need to look at what it's exactly called. But they're, but they're being sold as five G blockers. Like, okay, just to kind of rewind a little bit. 
back at that job interview, the same chick who was going off about fake oh, COVID yeah. Yeah. was talking about how it's 5G waves as well. She was definitely one of on. She was definitely on that wavelength, for lack of oh a better God. word. My, my grandmother is a conspiracy person like that, too, yeah, which so, is great. So now in the UK, they're selling these 5G BioShield sticks. They're fraudulent as fuck, but they are, they are uh, advertised as being anti-5G USB sticks. Guess what? They're just USB thumb drives that have like 128 gigs. How much do you think they're selling these for, Matt? Uh, well, since it's something that everyone should need because 5G is killed millions of a course. year. Um, I'm going to say 1000 US dollars. Wow, you're actually not too far off. It's $350 for a 128 Yeah, USB. that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> people are people, people are really dumb. do uh, you know I, there's there's this aspect of it that um is very real to me and it's like we need to do something and buck up and then there's this aspect where i'm like people are just so stupid yeah the it's natural selection in, in its finest like it's being no it's worse than natural selection because they're not killing over <laughs> it's the fucking it's the unnatural selection <laughs> yes the dumbasses are living in the fucking other people. Or I mean, we're dumbasses too, and we're still alive. Yeah, it's true. That's Come true. on. Yeah, we're pretty stupid. I wouldn't give us too much, too much credit. No, we can bathe ourselves, fucking wipe our asses, and cook food. No fucking rocket science happening here. No, not at all. I, I've, you know, just been kind of dabbling in the dating scene oh. a little bit here and there. Um, not too, too much, but... How? <laughs> like looking How through, is that working like, out? Like looking through dating apps and stuff like that, you know? Oh, okay. Um, not well. <laughs> I was about to say, like... Not well. I mean, I... I mean, the the social distancing ban in Texas is kind of lifting, and, like, people are kind of stopped to wear face masks, and a lot of restaurants are opening up now. Um, but I'm just like, this is still a really bad time to be dating. It is. Like, I mean, if you've already been dating someone, then, like, you know, yeah, no whatever. fucking stopping you, whatever. Right, right. Rub it in our faces, why don't you? <laughs> why do they deserve to be happy? But for everyone else starting out with relationships or starting out with dating and stuff like that, uh, I imagine it's just a lot of tiptoeing. I thought about it. I was like, should I do this? And I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I ended up, too. Yeah. I had a few conversations here and there. And they were short and brief. And I was just kind of like, no, you know, what are the chances? Like, I, for one, live with my dad who's older. Like, what are the chances that I just happen to bring by somebody who has been carrying it? You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know if I have ever carried it or not. I did take a test for the job that I got. So I will know soon whether or not I've ever had it or if I have antibodies, whatever. But what worries me, I guess, the most oh. is that it's hard to get to know somebody when there's nothing to fucking do. Or maybe it's the best time no, to learn no, to no, get no. to know somebody. I don't know. Uh, I do agree with you. Like, it is a very difficult time because um, I, in the past, you know, year, have really gone into being active and I like getting out. In fact, I was a little bitter at you that we had to record this morning because it's such a fucking nice morning. I really want to go for a long walk. But here I am recording some shitty podcast. Let's go on a walk after the podcast. No, because your walks are too short compared to mine. <laughs> they probably are. I can uh, skate along next to you. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> Just thought I'd offer. <laughs> Fuck me, I guess. Don't fucking pity me. I don't Fuck me, I guess. Fuck nah, me, I guess. I, but the thing is, like, 
I have gone to the point in my life where I like doing that shit. When we went to the river and we were like, okay, first of all, Steph and I had to lug around a 150 pound cooler for like a mile. I loved that. Um, that was so much which fun. It was fun. It sucked because the thing was heavy, but the whole journey and everything was a lot of fun. I'm like, that's what I want to do. But I went to the river with people I've known all my life who I don't care if I kill <laughs> compared to like random strangers. <laughs> I'm a little, uh, reluctant to do yeah, so. No, I mean, yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. So it's just, I'm, I'm holding off for a little bit longer. Just, you know, you know, I know the bitches are crawling at me. I'm kidding. Uh, I, the ladies, the, the females, the, the better the than wi- men. The women. Yeah. <laughs> better than men. <laughs> the actual <laughs> alpha males. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I think that there's nothing worse. I think what really did it for me is, I obviously won't say any names, but you know, there's this girl who's been like kind of back and forth in my life, mm, and she, Jessica. yes, let's call her Jessica. No, and, that's her actual name. Her name is Jessica Wellwright. She lives off of three two eight Lincoln Street, Nebraska. I really hope there's someone. <laughs> I hope that's an actual. Yeah, address. I was about to say, like, what if you actually gave somebody a real address right there? What if her name was actually fucking Jessica Wellbright or whatever <laughs> the fuck I said? Somebody shows up. It's like Jessica Wellbright. You know the empty glass boys, and she's just like, "Get off my fucking property!" She's like, "These dang weirdo. boys again? No, <laughs> these boys. Can- these boys are ruining my life." <laughs> She gets a like she gets a piece of mail from us. We're like, hey Jessica, we're sorry. We just totally flubbed. We just send one out before she even gets a chance to have a bystander come by. And then and- <laughs> we sit down a letter, and then like a few weeks later, we get a return letter saying, Who the fuck is Jessica? <laughs> like we send it to that address saying, Hey, Jessica, I want to apologize to you. And they're like, Who are you? It's Rob Cordy's address in, in all reality. He hasn't been doing much in a few oh, years. What if it's Corey Feldman? Oh, oh, oh I remember my- so <laughs> I had <laughs> the greatest comparison in my life yesterday. Yeah, probably. I, f- I forgot exactly what I was saying, but we br- Sonic the Hedgehog popped up. And I was like, Sonic the Hedgehog? He's like the fucking Corey Feldman of video game characters. He really is. And it's just, it's so It's oddly true. oddly works well together. Like, well, the only difference is Sonic had a decent movie in the past year. And a decent childhood, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, Corey Feldman's career. True. Where he was popular at one point, now people cringe when they look at him. Yeah, that's Sonic. Soner? Sonic. I actually haven't seen the movie still. Uh, we should check it out. It's not bad. Yeah, you told me that like it's better than it deserves to be. It, that is exactly <laughs> my fucking review of that movie. It is better than it deserves to be. Speaking of movies, um, is it all right if I go to my first topic? Yes, please. Because we were talking about some stupid bullshit COVID thing. For I know, like, right? Like yeah. COVID? Who's that? The Barbarian? COVID? More like Cove what? Anyway. <laughs> stupid. So, More like Cove out. Get out of here. <laughs> go fuck yourself, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for something good, and you actually did it. Thank you. Go. All right. So the movie I want to talk about, and I know this came out months ago, but this is my only chance that I get to bitch about it on recorded line. Other than my phone, by the FBI, uh, the Invisible Man. I can't see him. I like how you actually shrugged at me after you said that. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. I can't see him. What the fuck? I know. Like, why did I say that? I can't see him. All right. Anyway, uh, the Invisible Man, starring Elizabeth Moss, I believe her name is, um, the girl from Handmaid's Tale. I've never watched a single episode of that show. The thing is, I respect her as an actress. She's very good. I just don't like her characters. 
which she has nothing to do with. She does a good job at portraying those characters, but it's just one of those situations where like someone such a good does such a good job of playing an asshole, you just can't unsee them as that. Even though it's not their fault, it's a testament to their acting ability. But uh, and because she was in Mad Men, which I couldn't stand her in Mad Men, and then uh, Handmaid's Cell was just like it was okay for me. Uh, I was I'd take or leave it, so I left it. Yeah. But for the Invisible Man, first of all, I'm about to go on a fucking rant about this shit. Yes, please. First of all, this movie was out before the whole COVID pandemic happened to its full extent in the United States and before theaters closed down. So it had a decent run in theaters before this shit happened. And then they had the fucking nerve to be like, oh, well, hey, you can rent this movie that's still in theaters for 20 fucking dollars oh for like two or three days. And it's rent just, it? Yeah, fucking Bloodshot by Vin Diesel. <laughs> by Vin Diesel. By Vin Diesel, yeah. might as well be. Um, Vin that, Diesel presents Bloodshot. That was $20 to buy, and that came out while COVID was happening. So that I, I was like, I would have rather paid for Bloodshot because I would have owned it. It was out in theaters. It just didn't get its chance. This movie had chance. It did well, and it was like fuck you, twenty dollars to rent. <laughs> so Jesus like, Christ, why would you? Why would it be twenty dollars to rent? Because it was in theaters. No, I know that, but like Jesus Christ. No, I know that's that's why yeah, I'm angry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, um, so the movie itself. I mean, do you give a shit if I spoil? Uh, I don't, and just spoiler warning for the for the audience. Spoiler yeah, warning. It's, it's skip forward like. Uh, two minutes. Uh, don't even tell no, them something. Whatever. Go now. Because here's the thing: I'm probably gonna get pissed off about something, and it's gonna go on longer. Great. Let's go. All right. So the biggest thing I didn't like about it is just how kind of cliched it was. It, everything was very by the numbers and shit like that. There was, and I was talking to you about this last night. There was one scene that played with my expectations that I loved. What happens is, uh, she hears shit in her attic. She goes up there. And she finds, like, a knife. I forgot if it's bloody or not, but she finds, like, a big knife, butcher knife. And she just fucking grabs it, barehanded. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Because at this point, she always suspects, like, something's up. That there's, like, an invisible person fucking with her. And it's just like, you suspect all this, and you're going to grab that knife with your bare hand. And it wasn't like she grabbed it because she got scared. Like, she was looking at it for a solid minute, like, thinking about it. And then picked it up with her bare hand. So she made, like, the conscious decision. Right. Like, the the entire movie had kind of, like, alluded to, like, oh, this guy's trying to set you up. Like, at this point in the movie, she's already, like, thinking someone's trying to set her up with something. And then she just grabs it. Like, come on. It's a stupid so, thing you can do. So, like, at that point, I'm like, all right, it's going to be a stupid bullshit thing where it's, like, it's her fingerprints on the murder weapon. But then it played on my expectations because later she's having a dinner with her sister. And they're talking, like, in public. And out of fucking nowhere, mid-conversation, her sister's throat just gets slit, like, in the restaurant. What? Yeah, the invisible guy just fucking slits her throat. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. That was, that was really good to play my expectations. Everything else, though, is completely predictable. Yeah. There's a part where she breaks into, like, the household, and she finds, the invi- like, another invisible suit. There's two of them. And she's like, oh, golly gee, what am I going to do with this? I need to hide it. Sounds like someone's coming in. And then she puts it in a vent and like the shot holds on it for a really long time. So I'm like, huh, I wonder if she's going to have that suit on at the end of the movie and kill the person. Oh, that's what happens? Yeah, surprising. <laughs> yeah. You, you were making a point about this last night that I thought was interesting over a lot of like horror movies in general. That nowadays they tend to have 
Like you were talking about it. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. So what I was saying was that it's not just horror movies. It's it's any movie. Yeah. Um, any movie that is okay or good. Like in my opinion, the first it is good, not great. I don't love it. I just think it's entertaining. But the problem with those movies is that they'll have one scene that is so excellent and well done that it lowers the rest of the movie for me because it didn't meet that level. For it, the Georgie scene, where it's the pacing of Georgie you know, running out and then getting his arm ripped off, which was so incredibly brutal and shocking, even though I knew it was coming, the, and then the rest of the movie did not live up to that expectation. And so that disappointed me. And that's the same with Invisible Man. That one scene where that woman's throat gets slit was good, and then the rest of it was predictable. And so that lowered the rest of the movie for me. Yeah, it's 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 um it's like showing your hand way early in the game, like immediately in the game. Well, yeah, I mean like it's um yeah. And I get it, like it's good commercial fodder, it's good build up. You know, some people might not stay for the whole movie anyway, so sometimes they like to put it either right up front or well, somewhere I mean, in the middle. In the story, Georgie's thing happens early and the whole sure, sure. the no, whole thing yeah. with the throat setting happens in the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um and you know there are movies where they're saved by a single scene. I, I can't think of an exact example or anything like that, but there's movies where like everything's a build up to one specific scene and it's so good. But th- these are not those movies. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, so Invisible Man, uh, okay movie. Okay very movie. Very cliched. One really good scene. Bullshit that I had to spend $20 on it. Fuck that movie. <laughs> And that's probably another reason I hate the movie is because I had to spend 20 fucking dollars to rent it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I did that. No. I know. I know. Now all these movies are just coming out like Scoob. Scoob came Scoob. out. Scoob came out for like 20 bucks to just buy or whatever to rent. And now it's all just going to go. I think personally, I don't know about you, but we might see either a renaissance in these physical businesses as this stuff lifts off and more people go to the movie theaters or we'll just see more of this renting at home and theater releases. But the expensive rental type stuff, like $20 rental type stuff. I'm talking about later on when things open back up. So I like going to the movies. I do too. As much as I hate people, and I, I hate going to a packed movie theater because uh, it's so annoying. I've talked about this before, but like when you see a movie opening night and then you get the people like, yeah, fucking Commissioner Gordon's still alive, which actually happened when I watched The Dark Knight, like, and everyone cheered. I'm like, I can't fucking hear what they're talking about. I know, yeah. <laughs> like, Where's my dialogue? I know, it's like, goddamn, I would rather watch a shitty HD cam on my computer than deal with like a loud theater. Opening night Because the thing is like, yeah. I don't care how pumped you are. I want to watch the movie. I want to get enveloped in it. I want to appreciate everything about it. After I've seen the movie, fuck it. I can make, you know, I'll watch it again and make jokes that time around or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Like, I don't think we, you or I, have watched a single movie where we haven't made jokes on that we've already seen before. True. But with new movies, we usually stay quiet. We shut the fuck up. Yeah, Dunkirk, we didn't even look at each other. No, we just we shut the that. fuck up. When we watched Shin Godzilla, we didn't say anything. We Or not Shin Godzilla, Godzilla, just Godzilla. The first Godzilla? Yeah. We didn't watch Shin Godzilla. Jared and I watched Shin Godzilla. Oh, who's this Jared? He sounds like a fucking slut. Oh, he is. I <laughs> oh, love hey. him, though. Oh, hey, Jared. Uh, Jared, what's up, baby? Hey. Your beard's looking good. Mm-hmm. I like those glasses. Are they new? Yeah. Nice dick, bro. <laughs> nice plaid shirt. I just know what he wears. <laughs> uh, I can see you. Nice uh, Daisy Dukes, bro. 
Yeah, I know what you did last summer. Make some man go. Oh, I know that song. Yeah, 303. 303. That's old school. I mean, Nice legs, Daisy Dukes, make some man go. You know, I thought for a while, like, oh, that's not too long ago. And I look at the time. I'm like, no, wow. I was like in middle school. Yeah, it's like it 12 years out. ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like good old days. Yeah. Back when, you know what? I'm not going to make, I was going to make a really fucked up comment, but I'm like, nope. Nope. <laughs> not going to do that. You're glad you caught yourself. That's good. I yeah. don't want to do too much editing to this episode as, as much as I could avoid. Oh, well. <laughs> just for like 20 minutes yeah just the rest of the podcast is just one solid beep yeah so you stupid motherfucker um <laughs> i was gonna say i've been watching uh quite a bit of avatar the last airbender oh original avatar the last oh. Airbender. you know i still stand by the fact and i know i bring this up every single time Korra is not as good it's not as good, but I did hear, and that's actually what my topic's on. So that's really that's really funny you say that. Well, you, I did hear you brought it up already. I, yes, I did hear something about Korra and Avatar that kind of made me realize an aspect of Korra I never really looked into before, and that is Korra. Although it's a much faster paced, a much um, different type of show, it's I wouldn't even put it on the same register as Avatar: Last Airbender. Just coming from personal opinion, like I really enjoyed Korra. But not as much as I enjoyed Av- last Oh, my Avatar. God. Avatar is like fucking like life. Yeah, this is, I mean, that's that's the goat. But uh, I do appreciate Korra a little more after hearing this this other person's kind of analogy or breakdown, if you will. Okay, speak with your tasty words. So Aang. Ong. Ong. <laughs> he's a lot more confident of a person, and he starts a little bit overconfident in his ability and then learns to kind of take it easy. I'd take that the opposite way. Well, so... Hold on. You've, you finished your thing. Right, right. Ong, so, 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 Ong. <laughs> yeah, that's how... And Sokka. That's no. how... No, Soka. Uh, yeah, Sokka. No, Soka. Is that what they call him? Manite Shyamalan calls him that, yeah. I've never seen the M. Night Shyamalan edition. Oh, fuck. It's awful. I don't think I ever want to. It's... No, don't ever... I've seen kids, bits and pieces. Kids at home, if you're watching it, don't watch that movie who M. Night Shyamalan said, and I quote, this movie's for kids. I'm like, that's whoops. not a fucking excuse. Just whoops. <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like a red carpet opening. Uh, Mr. Shyamalan, what, do you, what <laughs> words do you have to say about this movie? Oops. <laughs> just all fucking dead serious. <laughs> he just walks away from the interview. Like, no smile, no nothing, just oops. And then it won Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. Yay! Um, but no, so Cora, Cora actually is a little more humanistic in the fact that she really thinks she's good. Like, she thinks she's good, and she's very overconfident to begin with as well. She follows a lot of Aang's path. But the difference with Cora is that she never got to connect with, like, her ancestors in the same way that Aang did. And, and it pisses off a lot of people because it undoes a lot of the like ether type stuff where Aang gets to talk to Azula and the freaking whatever. The Avatar state gets ruined in Korra. Like the whole idea of the Avatar state and how long we've seen it evolve and see it change and be different. Like they kind of erase a lot of that. But what it does is that it brings Korra to more of a humanistic approach, which is cool. I thought that the first season of Korra brought a lot of promise. And I've seen the show multiple times enough. The second season was so the second season was so predictable that literally during the finale, I was watching it with my girlfriend at the time. I was calling 
everything as it was happening. Wow, like, I'm sure, every she, I'm single sure thing. she wasn't annoyed by that. Oh, she was very annoyed, and I yeah. felt bad afterwards. I felt terrible. And, terrible. Uh, just terrible, just problem. terrible, just terrible. And I wouldn't do that kind of shit nowadays. But, I mean, it just is a, it's a testament, I guess. I think that Korra does have some redeeming factors. I thought, you know, the character of Korra is good when she's in her human-to-human contact elements and dialogue. But when it comes to the fighting, she is a little bit on the OP side. For sure. Kind of like yeah. Ray from Skywalker and shit. It's it's kind of that it's not quite The power of vaginas. Right. It's not quite Mary Sue, but you're getting there. So uh Show me more context. I'm not I'm never against a strong female lead. I'm never against it, man. No, I'm all for all. it. All day. Samus is one of my favorite all time fucking space bounty hunters you know, of all I, time. I, I have multiple female friends. I do. I do. <laughs> I grew up with my sister and my mom predominantly, but like give the okay. character. I was making a joke, but we're taking it too. No, far. no, but like seriously, think if you're going to make a character a woman, still make it human. The end. So the thing is. Don't I, just ride that wave. I, I hate any character that is superior to a previously beloved character like it, it man woman doesn't matter it's like if we see the struggle that someone goes through because your thing on ang i disagree with because ang feigned confidence which is a different thing he presented himself as being confident but like underneath he was super doubtful in his abilities to be the avatar and to do anything so he was a very relatable character and you could see his struggle all the way through yeah. he he fucking almost died, like uh, when he got lightning strikes to the back, which still gives me goosebumps. Uh, he struggled, and then you know, Korra struggled a little bit, but n- you never felt the same grit that Aang had to go through. It's because Korra never tried to mask anything. And that's, she, but that's the same also with Raidus. You know, Luke. Luke right. lost. He lost his fucking hand. He lost like his master. He lost. Ray never felt like she lost. Even her first time holding a lightsaber ended up in a draw. Yeah. And that that upset me, as everyone probably knows. Yes, of course. Because we talked about Star Wars extensively. To death. It, too much. And that I just hate that shit. Like, it doesn't have to do with the matter that they're a woman. Yeah. It has to do with the matter that it's lazy as shit. Yeah. And you'd rather do that than make an interesting character. Yeah, that, that, I completely agree. It's, it's show us. Show us. One rule... There's only one rule to film, really, in all these years. Show, don't tell. It's the most important. Show, don't tell. Nobody likes to have a scene where you're sitting with the old sage, and the sage says, I did all these things. Don't you and love Lord of the blah, Rings? Blah, blah, blah. I do. <laughs> but, but Lord of the Rings does show. You know, it, it does talk no, backwards. No, it does. It, it totally does. It I'm does just... talk backwards, you know, but it also shows. And I, I think that's what makes a movie very powerful, is because... If you don't really get to see the character do the things, did they really do the things that you're saying that they did? You know, that's all it, it all comes down to. Make time for those scenes. I feel like what movies do is that they they write these scripts that could be for five or six hour long movies. And then they're like, OK, let's whittle it down to two hours. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is that a lot of the things that they wanted to show are now turning into exposition and dialogue. Right. And that is a big losing factor, I feel like, in a lot of these recent Things. Now, I haven't seen 1917. And oh, from what I understand, fuck. you're talking about this. From what I understand, it's the most like linear movie Holy shit. existing right now. Uh, people, watch 1917. It's a very tough movie to watch because it depicts a lot of uh, world 
you know, World War Two violence, World War One violence. Oh, one. Oh, duh! It's 1917. Do you know the years World War One happened? Eleven through. Eighteen? No. Nineteen fourteen and nineteen eighteen. Wow, I'm dumb. It started off with the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Right. Which which actually like that whole assassination led into World War Two, correct? Well, like the residual effects, I guess, because right. you know, Germany was completely defeated. Hitler rose up to start the Nazi movement. Or not head the Nazi movement. Right. And you know, one thing led to another. It's actually really interesting just to get into like real life subject for just a moment. Just sure. Kind of, just I mean, a, we're talking about just war. a little. We are talking about war. Just a little splash in there. Yeah, splash. I, me. I found it really interesting because uh, World War One ended in in 1918, and you know, 20 years later, uh, World War Two started in 1939 because World War Two went from 1939 to 1945. So it is crazy that Germany had recovered in such a large scale in those 20 years, you know, more military, more advancements in their weapons. You know, I'm not for Nazi-occupied Germany. I love Germany as a country now, but, like, it's just, it's fucking crazy that they recovered from a world war in 20 years and then went back to do Fight a again. lot of damage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. It's, it's creepy to think about. But, yeah, yeah going back to 1917... Super good. The entire movie kind of does the Birdman thing of making it seem like it's one shot. So it really helps that everything is like in real time. It helps the pacing. It makes it makes you worried about what's going to happen. And there's a lot of scenes where you actually do feel the tension and fear rising. Like, you know, in Dunkirk, the opening scene where they're walking through the town and like you hear gunshots and it's a rush. Yeah, that was a really good scene. The entire movie in 1917 is like that. Oh, wow. Damn. And it's, it, it takes a break only for a moment and then it just gets right back in this shit. And it does such a good job of mixing most of it is practical effects. Good. Which is awesome. But they use some digital effects in a smart way. For oh. example, there's a part where they go up to go up a hill and there's a shit ton of barbed wire. Now, the barbed wire looks like it covers the entire hill but in actuality it's only the only actual barbed wire is what the characters are going through because the camera follows through the barbed wire with them oh that's cool it's smart because they're using a still object not a moving object so that way they can focus on how real it looks while you look at it from the side and then you know that area stops existing once the camera people start walking through it kind of like how horizon zero dawn does all of its rendering it's like yeah, it's just um, depending on where the camera's pointing, that's what you're seeing. You right. know, that's the only thing that's really existing. It's God, fuck, man. Watch it. Just I, I really want people to. People listening to this, watch it. It's so good. Now, this isn't one of our topics, so or this wasn't what was your other topic? I have a bunch of topics. No, I could go on you for have days. Two. Oh. You have two. Only two. Well, while you're figuring that out, let me do a quick intermission here. Please, please um, do. So my sister is trying to make a power move, and I am not appreciative of it. <laughs> so she lives in New York, so she's an hour ahead of Texas time. And consistently, she texts either me or like me and my mom at the same time at 6 in the morning, which we both properly respond with, what the fuck? <laughs> and I, I told her, like, why the fuck are you texting us this early? He's like, well, it's still 7 for me. I'm like, it's still early. I don't want you texting me until fucking 11 a.m. If anything, 
Yeah. Like, I'm not mentally alive until that time. And then she proceeded the next day to text me at 530 in the morning. I'm like, oh, my God. oh she's making a fucking power move. Yeah, she is. This is a fucking atrocity. <laughs> she's, she's doing terrorist attacks, and I will not stand down. So I, of course... I'm going to escalate the ever-living shit out of this. Yeah, that's your that's the Matt way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because fuck that and fuck her in her sleep. Why why is she doing this to me? I'm going to wake up at 3 in the fucking morning. I'm going to send her a text and be like, hey, how's your sleep going? And then just go right back to bed. You should. And you should start back. No, no, no. What's the last time she sent it to you? 5.30? Yeah. Actually, okay, okay. Hold on. And she... Texting me something this morning too. She's at like five in the morning. I was like, start no, backing no. it up by 30 minutes. At seven. She texted me something at seven on a Saturday. I mean, this is us recording early. I, no, it's on not a weekend. Even, it's not even that early. Nah, it's not. No. But the point remains of why the fuck is she texting me <laughs> that early on a Saturday? You should just start backing it down by 30 minute intervals. Like, so if she texted you at five or 5 30, then you text her at 4 30. And see if she'll text you at 4, and then you text her at 3.30, and just keep backing it down until you're, like, negative texting each other. <laughs> this wave of atrocity will not stand. <laughs> just negative texting each other. I know what my other topic is, by the way. And, and, and it tied in earlier, but we never got a chance to, like, quite wrap it in in a good way. I'm putting my hand on your ankle. What's your other topic? <laughs> you are. It's... You are? I just recently heard that game developers are going to be forced to make PS4 games compatible with PS5. And I'm thinking, wait, 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 what does that mean, though? Oh. That's confusing. Because originally, they said the PS5 was going to have full PS4 backwards compatibility. So what the fuck does that mean? Does that mean, what does that mean to you? No, no, no. So I saw an article like this, and the way I took it was they don't want to upscale a PS4 game to PS5. Like, The Last of Us 2 is coming out on PS4, and they're making it sound like they don't want to just port that to the newer system in the sense, in that type of sense. I mean... It sounds like they'll have possible backwards compatibility, but I don't think they want to... The way I took it is I don't think they want to play off an obvious PS4 game for a PS5 game. Okay. Which it was a huge problem with this current generation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. There's so many definitive editions. There's a definitive edition of Mafia 3, and that game is came out on PS4. Yeah. Like, like why? I mean, they, they bundled it up with 1 and 2, which I'm actually... I kind of want to play those again. Yeah. But it's just like... There were so many re-releases of these games and like Game of the Year editions. It's just like, fuck off. It, it has become a serious problem, so I hope that's what PlayStation means by that, but still keep you know backwards compatibility open and stuff like that. Yeah, see, I... Ooh, June 4th. For, I'm serious. Really, yeah, June 4th what? Uh, PlayStation's going to have a... Oh, well, yeah, a little PS5 event thing. That's well, right. a conference. I don't know if they're going to reveal the PS5. They should, but... Yeah, I think their like picture for the event is the PS5 controller. So that doesn't mean anything from PlayStation. Yeah, it doesn't mean <laughs> shit. But what I what I was worried about when I read that, more so than anything else, is like something you and I have talked to death on off camera or off mic, and that is no, no, we're 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 filming too. We're yeah, we're camera. filming too. We're on camera. No, I mean not. we mainly keep it for ourselves, but yeah, yeah, we just we just watch it later. If you join our Patreon, you can get access. <laughs> we really should do shit like that, though, right? I mean, right. hey, if you guys think we should do that, kiss us. Anyways, I was looking at that. Stop, thinking, shr- stop saying shit and then shrugging. Right, I'm after. shrugging it myself. So I know. I'm, I'm like keeping myself on topic because I don't want to get stupid brained. Oh, uh, I'm not helping. Okay, go ahead. No, you're fine. Speak, speak with your You're words. fine. I was thinking 
well, shit, this might be some DRM-related stuff because the way the PS4 works right now, every time our, our buddy, our mutual buddy Rob, comes over to play something, it doesn't matter what game it is that he plays here on his hard drive. When he takes it home, he has to reinstall it every single time. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. I, you know, the PS4 is probably the worst when it comes to DRM. And I mean, maybe that makes it the best, <laughs> right? Like it's doing its job, right? It's, it's keeping people from doing shit illegally. But I just am so, I, it's so bombastic to think that, well, do you believe that maybe in the PS5 generation, we're going to have that same sort of DRM protection, not only for the newer games, but for the older games that are backwards compatible as well. Well, Stefan, I'm glad you asked that. So <laughs> it, b- it bothers no, no. me. It, it's, it's a weird, it's a stifling question for me because it's like, if I'm going to spend 600 fucking dollars on a console, it better play my old shit too. Well, I'm he, sorry. Here's the thing. Here's my thought process on it is that if everything was completely digital, like if we had, you know, easy backup filings for the PlayStation then I can just fucking send that to literally anyone at any time and they have access to those save file of the games. Even yes. though it's a big file, I can make a copy of an external hard drive and, right, you and steal would, the game. You would supposedly have those games. Yeah. So True. it makes sense why it formats it every single time. It's annoying. I get it. I mean, now with Xbox's thing of bringing back like the solid states, the memory drives. If they can find a way to kind of format that so that it is linked to your account, so even if you plug it into someone else's console, it doesn't do that, Yeah, that would be cool. That would be more understandable. But PlayStation, as of right now, is solely working off third-party stuff, which they have no control over, so they unfortunately have to have that mindset. I give them you know, credit for that, and I hope they bring back memory cards because that was their biggest thing yeah. back in the day. You know, PlayStation 2 had a lot of memory cards, and... If they can integrate that as well as Xbox, that'd be really cool. I would be excited to see Flash Storage come out as our video game. You know what I mean? I, mean, I would miss the days I of the I mean, that's disc. kind of what the Solid State is. It's just yeah. an advanced form of it. Mm-hmm. But so, I'd be excited to see a, a physical copy of a game come out. like on, Oh, like in cartridges? And right, sh- like in a cartridge for the Switch or like for the USBs that you would buy and just plug in the USB and that's your game. You know, you need download, you transfer, whatever. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, one thing I think that they could do PlayStation, if you're listening, even currently, is maybe just make games user specific. I mean, I know they already do that, but like, let's say you bring over your hard drive and you have, uh, let's say Bloodborne, and I don't have Bloodborne. Right? Why? Why does it have to transfer the game over? You know what I mean? Like, and I know it doesn't necessarily have to, but why does it have to? It doesn't. It, it's more of a like, why just even let that happen in the first place. So when Robert comes over, it transfers the game off of his hard drive, whatever game he plays, onto my internal hard drive. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets home, the game's deleted off of his external hard drive. It's just gone. It went away. It went into the ether. So why don't they make it to where, okay, like, you're signed in, I'm signed in as Rob. Now I can play that game, and it's showing it on the hard drive. But when I sign in to myself, the hard drive just isn't accessible. I guess what I'm getting down to, to make this easy, is that they should make either a specific hard drive or if you buy a third-party hard drive, that that's specific to your account. The only 
time that the PlayStation will show the games that are on that hard drive is when you're signed into that account. Mm. That way it doesn't have to transfer anything off. You see what I'm saying? That sounds like a lot of work. Right. Well, I guess like just trying to make it simple. Your hard drive's your hard drive. My hard drive's my hard drive. So you come over to play a game. You plug in your hard drive. I can't touch any game on that. And it doesn't just start automatically loading games on. But when you sign in disconnects my hard drive and only uses yours. Well, you see what I'm saying? Like that's well, once what I, again, that goes into the whole working with a third party aspect. Yeah, that's the that's th- the problem. That's the problem. Like that kind of idea is what I'm talking about for the solid state for Xbox, which they have is that since it's their solid state, they can probably integrate something to do that. Right. So it's account but, specific. I bring my that, Xbox memory card over, boom, we're playing my copy of Right. Halo. But I'm sure it's difficult for PlayStation to install that kind of AI into a third-party USB external drive that they don't have any access to. Right, they don't so, know the... So I agree with you. I just... Once again, I, I agree why it's not a current thing that's happening. Right, and I, I'm just like... I'm thinking more, I guess, in a future you know, juxtaposition anyway. future standpoint, I hope that's what they do. I would love to load up all my games onto a memory card. You say, come over. I don't have to unplug my PS4, my PS5, nope. Xbox fucking Omega, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> My Xbox one 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 zero. Xbox, the absolute original. This is the first one. We no swear doubt. to God, from two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> like they have it on there. They have it on the box. Yo, speaking to you from two thousand. <laughs> it's the original Xbox. But we're just kidding because it's the I newest did it all one for the nookie. <laughs> Stop it. I like it when you call me Biggie Papa. Mm. Anyway, yeah. So I I hope they do bring those ideas forward and i don't have to go through a huge headache to play video games at a buddy's house i know that's it's, it's, for me it's so discerning like it, the minute robert's like hey i want to come over and play a game i'm like mm-hmm, what game and he's like uh blah 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 and i'm like i don't have that one installed i don't own blah blah, blah. right right i don't own blah blah oh i bring my hard drive and then every single time he gets home and he's like he sends me a snapchat like clockwork and it's like the morty's ps4 is broken or something like the it's Morty's not PS4. Yours, and I'm, I keep telling him that it's not my fucking PlayStation. You know what? He's fucking lucky because what I've had experience wise with my uh, hard drive is if I install it on someone else's, it wipes everything from the hard drive, oh, but does not move the shit. Like it formats it every single time that oh, I plug God. it into a different console. Yeah, that's rough. Which is why I just don't fucking bother with it. Or yeah. I'll, I'll back up my save data onto PS Plus. Make sure it's a game that your friend has. Right. Too. Or if he doesn't have I, what I've done, which I think caused you problems, but like I'll download it under my profile on your PlayStation mm-hmm. and then you won't have access to it, but I have access to it. Even if we both have the download, like even if we both have purchased that game on the store. Yeah. They need to really. No, no, no. It's happened to me for sure. I, like you, you had it an account problem. Like, I that, sure did. That isn't something that PlayStation holds to everyone. Because I've gone to my buddy Mark's and like he was playing like some game that I owned as well, and I just logged into my profile. And there's been multiple times I've logged into my Warframe account or something over here, which baby, what the actual fuck? She's just chilling. I know she's just chilling, but we're, we're trying to do a show here. Baby, come on, get off Matt. No, she's she's good. So you're at your friend Mark's house? No, I mean that's all I had to say. I'm just saying like I've had it multiple times where I've logged into my profile and played a game that I own at home here or at his house. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I guess another thing, this kind of ties in. When, Whenever the... I don't know if you've had this experience, but... Baby, I'm wearing a black shirt. Baby, stop. <laughs> when I was... Uh, She's rubbing up when Modern Warfare had just come out, 
Yeah. And I had the two, I had like two PlayStations at one point and we were playing it on that little like monitor and then we had the normal TV, that other, like, you know, so you could couch co-op Modern Warfare. Stefan has a fuck ton of TVs. And I do, it's he, he had some really cool setups at some points. Yeah. Uh, we, there was a few times that Richard brought over his disc and like totally fucked my world because you know that that game's like 120 gig download or more. Yes. Yeah. And that is also a big thing for me. Like, okay, what in the hell? If it's, if it's the, okay, I get it. Like, if I downloaded the deluxe copy and your buddy's got the, you know, regular edition on disc, that's fine. But <laughs> bless you. Thank you. Better not have COVID in that sneeze. Swear uh, to God. I mean, too late now. But right. Yeah. Yep. 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 I sleep there. Thanks. On the smaller couch? No, actually, I don't. I sleep in my bed in the other room. I was about to say. Yeah, I don't sleep there. I'm just, I'm just trying to. I'm just pulling your leg, dude. I'm making a fucking But bit, how fucking... St- okay, I'm going to have a Matt freak out moment. How fucking stupid is it? I'm not that loud, Jesus. You can be. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that when you have a matching edition of the same fucking game and your friend brings over the disc for the matching edition for the same fucking game that you put in the disc, it's like, okay, now, so this is the one you want to use for the rest of your life? And you're like, yes. And then you go to play the game again later, and it's like, hey... You don't have the disc. Yeah. And then I cry the tears of blood like the villain from Casino Royale. Well, yeah, because you assign to your account that it works off a disc-based system. That's just so stupid. That's asinine. You know that's asinine. You know that's asinine. No, I I agree. It is. Like, if Xbox did that shit, you would be like, ah! Will you not scare a fucking feline as her sitting on my crotch? Did she pull her claws out a little bit? I felt it a little bit. Okay. Well, at least it was just the tail point. Yeah. It, it's super inferior. I'm not Jewish, bro. I don't want, you know, circumcision. It's such a first world problem, but it bothers me. It's yeah. like, okay, if someone, you know, that's just... that's. Were just we talking about COVID at the beginning of this? We were talking about COVID at the beginning of this. Yeah. Anyway, so... The yes, barbarian. I do agree, <laughs> I do agree uh, in everything that we've stated so far. Um, and without a lawyer present, I am not declined to disagree. So, with that being said, did you have further topics over that or... Would you like me to move to the last I'm just topic? excited for the PS5 f- for, for the final reason that it will have most likely have a completely different user interface. Like I told you. And storage um, system. Like I told you. That's everything. Like I told you. I told me. <laughs> um, I am more excited for the PS5 than anything else because, one, I'm a PlayStation boy, and, two, Xbox is just porting all their Xbox games to PC. There's no point in me getting an Xbox at this point. Let's I be mean, real. We're, we've always been PlayStation boys. Just 360 was the only generation that did it. I'm more of a Nintendo boy. I was about to say, ass, I'm yeah. like, you're fucking trash trying to lump in with me. No, I mean, I've definitely been one over. Yeah. Um, I mean, just those dim exclusives, yo. They're pretty good. But they're, yeah, hard to, like, they're hard to beat. That's why, like, even though PlayStation hasn't revealed jack shit about the PS5, I'm still going to buy that console first because any games that get ported to Xbox, I can get on PC. Any games ported, I can port back to you. I sold my Xbox One between, uh, yes. Shimata. I did. I sold my Xbox One. Yeah, because you can play Sunset Overdrive and not Scalebound. <sighs> Sorry, I just pissed myself off. <laughs> anyway... Well, and Master Chief Collection's on PC now. Master too. Chef is on. Master <laughs> Chef, Gordon Ramsay's Master Chef, now on PlayStation and PC. It's fucking garbage. Anyway, uh, so throw it in the trash. Speaking of British people, segue. I can't do it. I can't do it, Gordon Ramsay. Speaking of British people, yes. Segue. Yes. Ricky Gervais. Hmm. Yes. Afterlife. Yes. A very good show. I haven't watched it yet. I know. Which 
deeply upset. I'm kidding. It doesn't upset me that much. So during my time in COVID, I saw the Netflix show Afterlife with Ricky Gervais. And I was I read the premise of it. And it's like, it's about a guy who hates life after his wife died of cancer. I'm like, okay, kind of a bummer sounding thing. Like, I'm sure it has a lot yeah. of dark comedy because it's Ricky Gervais. But I'm like, that seems like a really heavy show. I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch it. But I did watch it. And I watched the entire two seasons in the span of two days because that shit is good. Wow. Now, I've kind of I've kind of thought about it, and I really identified with Ricky Gervais's character. Even though I haven't gone through the emotional struggle that he's gone through, I feel like his way of handling depression and my way of handling depression are very similar. The entire show is about him being depressed and even at some points wanting to kill himself. But overall, it's you know having the people around you helping you inadvertently and that, you know, life is still worth living. He becomes friends with like, you know, a drug addict, a prostitute, like all these random people, but it's just such a nice show to develop. And so, um, I, I whatever, I'll fucking spoil some shit. Uh, so the, by the end of season one, he kind of does take a new outlook on life. He's like, Life, there's still stuff in life I want to live with. Like, there's still stuff in life I want to deal with. And so season two starts off with him still being depressed. Like, so at first you're like, oh, man, he just right back to it. But he's, it it makes sense because depression doesn't just go away like that. No. And he's, you can tell he's still depressed, but he's trying. Like, he's trying, making effort to be more understanding to the people around him. Like, it's so, it's very subtle in the way they do it, but you could tell, like, you know, he's not blowing up at his friends anymore. He's blowing up more at just random assholes, and he's helping them. And it's just so well done. That's I, cool. I really felt moved by the entire show, and I highly recommend it. I'll check it out. Dad and I have really watched a lot of Ricky Gervais things, and it's one of Dad's favorite actors, and mine as well. Ever since Ghost Town. I think that might have been the first thing I ever saw him in. I saw him and stuff before, but Ghost Town is a, like the, is a family favorite of mine. Yeah. Um, so good. Such an underrated movie. I, okay. Same with... Is uh, religion too heavy of a topic? No, I don't think so. Cool. Because religion isn't a dirty word. Like it, no, it's We not. should be able to talk about it. Just don't be a fucking twat about it. You know, whatever. Correct. Um, now, I'm not... I don't take, particularly believe anything. I'm kind of open for interpretation. I wouldn't say I'm full atheist, but... Ricky Gervais's way of thinking is something I do closely agree with and relate to. And the sense that, like, he talks about, at one point, because there is, you know, he's an ath- a very popular atheist, so of course he brings it up in the show. But he talks about how because there is no afterlife, that just means he has to enjoy life the furthest in this current one. Because there won't be any other chances for it to get better after death. There won't be any other sanctity or sanctuary afterwards, this is your one shot. What are you going to do with it? Which yeah. that mindset, like I've, I've always kind of agreed with like, if there is something after I die, ball great. Right. If not, uh, great. I won't really have an opinion of it. Yeah. I was being bliv- in oblivion anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's fine either way. You know, if I end up in hell, I'm sure I deserved it. <laughs> Me too. I think, yeah, that's a great, it's a great mindset to have just like, Try to make the best of what, what's in front of you. And even when it's the worst and worst of scenarios. I had a very similar situation like that with my math professor in my final year of, like, it was college algebra. Uh-huh. And um, 
turns out we were related, which was super embarrassing. He pretty much pulled up like the entire family tree in front of the class. Was like, I know this guy. He's my my like first cousin three times removed or something. That's stupid. fucking weird. Yeah, I know. It was really weird. Like the, after the first day of class, he's like, "You're you you is your dad so and so?" And I'm like, "Yes." And he's like. That's We're related, son. But one day, that, that's really crazy because like you have like no stories of ever being embarrassed. So that's like, oh, this is probably one of the one of the peak embarrassments. I know. Stories. Like you've told me about how you shit yourself at Imo Cafe, and I've told everyone here on the podcast about it. Now <sighs> he the next class session because I think it was like a Tuesday Thursday class. He on the next class of that week literally pulled up like the family tree and showed the class like how we were related, oh. and I was sitting there like. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Fuck you. But I was also, you know, I he became quickly became one of my favorite professors, and for this very reason. Because you're related. Well, yes, but but for this very reason, more so than that. <laughs> of course, we're related by blood. He has to be my favorite. Um, no nepotism. Nepotism. There's no nepotism. Like nepotism. Like no. Okay, so one day in class, he's on the topic of like negative infinity. And he just pulls this shit, and it was so quick. He was like, negative infinity. Negative infinity is a lot like oblivion, which is a lot like hell, where my brother is. You hear me, brother? Can you hear me down there? And he oh starts stomping God. on the floor. And he's like, but my brother died last week. And we were like, oh, my God, we're so sorry. Like, dude, it fucking it was terrible. We're like, oh, my God. Like, we're all laughing. And he's like, but really, my brother died last week. And we were all like, oh, my God. Like, it changed the mood real quick. And he's like, stop, stop, stop. He's like, my brother he like stops. He's like, was the biggest asshole I ever knew. <laughs> He's absolutely He's like, your family. Yeah, He's your kid, bro. Yeah, yeah, he was. And, but he was like, hey, look, here's the thing. I'm really sad about it, but I really want to make you guys happy. And like my brother was that kind of guy, you know, like he would you would make fun of the most horrible situations. So he was that's kind of what Ricky Gervais reminds me of. He makes fun of the most horrible situations you can possibly do. And it's a good mantra to have. It's a good mindset. Not to take yourself or anything around you too, too seriously. Well, lace it with a little bit of, of like a little dusting of fun. That, that mindset is a little different. Like Ricky Gervais has done that type of character. Right. But this one is a little bit more well, and, deep depression. Mm-hmm. Like it's so it's not exactly that type of mindset in this one. Like he he has the mindset of like I'm going to be an asshole to everyone because if it blows up in my face, I'm just going to kill myself. Yeah. Like, it's it's that type of mindset, which is, like, you know, kind of funny when he first says it. But then, like, you keep watching the show and you're like... This is sad. I'm like, he, he is a deeply sad, empathetic character. Like, you, you can feel for him. And it's, it's funny because even at the very beginning of the show when he's just an asshole that his, you know, brother-in-law was trying to be nice to him and everything like that, he the second he knows that someone has experienced loss, like because he's a journalist, he'll go around interviewing random people. The second that he hears that, he becomes completely empathetic. He's still a good person, just going through terrible shit. Like it's and that's something really awesome about it. Like just those little touches. Kind of ties in with the Joker. It's all not just one thing. Um, it's it's like a million different things that all add into. The person's don't pull something stretching that bad. Well, I don't think so. We're we're almost at time. We got three minutes. No, I'm just saying you're, you're stretching for connections. I'm not stretching too much. Watch the say. show before yeah. you make. Okay, okay. Weird I'll, I will watch like the that. I will watch the show, but I think it's um, yeah. It's like Schindler's List, bro. Yeah, it's like it's Depressing. like it's like Cocoon. Oh fuck, Cocoon Two. Cocoon Two, Electric Boogaloo. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I totally watched the fuck out of those movies when I was a kid. The cocoon. Mo- I've seen the first one. I've I seen the first and two- second one. There's a two. Yeah, 
Because what happens in two? How uh, could they make a two? Do you remember? Okay, so they come back, the old people who okay. were alien it, people. If you don't know what cocoon is, essentially aliens set up a like bath that makes people feel young next to an old people home, and so all the old people break in and start bathing there like degenerates. And there's this one old guy who's all crutchety. He's like, ah, fuck you. And then uh, they all decide to go to the aliens off planet while the old guy stay. The other old guy stays. And he's like, ah, fuck you. So yeah. the second movie involves him coming back. And the old guy's like, oh, fuck you. And they're like, oh, hey, old guy. And then he finds love. And then she dies. And he decides to stay so he can die too. Wow. And, and be with her. Yeah. And then he's like, it's eh. almost like the second movie wasn't necessary. He's like, fuck you. What? Does he really say that? No. He's like, no. I'm making a bit. Oh, okay. I've never seen Cocoon 2, so. I'm... I, You know what? I didn't even know that that was a fucking thing. Not super crazy to watch it again, honestly. I wouldn't be either. It or Cocoon like 1. This. We're going to rewatch Pirates of the Caribbean soon. Pirates of the Caribbean? Carrots of the Pyrobean? <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, that. <laughs> Can that be the name of the episode? Just carrots of the Pyrobean? Uh, how about we make it the name of the episode when we actually talk about it? When we actually talk about it. Yeah, which will be never. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to the Into Glass podcast. Yes. Um, we hope that you liked our, you know, we're trying to get things a little, little, Tight. S- little stricter. I mean, we still went way off tangent a fuck ton of times. But, you know, we each had our topics that we covered in pretty decent. I think it was a good time. flow. Yeah. Good flow. Hey, good job, us. Hey. Pass on the back. My sunburn. Ow. I was about to say. Um, so, guys, I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're keeping distance from people. You know, if you see a person you're about to go on a date with, rather than, you know, make out with them in real life, make out with them on the phone or make out with them, you know, in the air. Yes. You know, just stand six feet apart from each other, stare each other in the eye, and just stick your tongue out to the just hope that like some of your tongue molecules will make it to their tongue molecules. Well, through no, the that's, air, how, that, that's how that's how that's how COVID spreads, Stefan. Oh yeah, so yeah. Try, don't, don't do that. Don't so, do that. So keep the tongue in, but definitely make it look like you're making out with your lips in public. Uh, make sure everyone can see you. And uh, um, seriously, stay safe. Don't don't do anything I wouldn't do. Yeah, which is a lot of things. Also, for the guys out there, scrub your balls because that shit gets sweaty and nasty. So scrub them deep. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> Make sure to follow us on Instagram, um, on uh, Apple. We're on Apple iTunes Podcasts, whatever. We're on Podbean. We are on Overcast. We're all over the place. So yes. we're actually international now too. So if you are in another country and you're listening to us, thank you so much. This might be the very first international episode that we've ever had. Also, nothing better going on with your day. <laughs> yeah, I'm seriously. Listen to some random fucking dudes from Texas. From Go a take a country. bath. Go take a bath and yeah. like scrub just, those balls, dude. Scrub those balls. Yeah. Um, we from the Empty Glass love you. Yeah, and also, please comment. Let us know what topics you'd like us to cover, what things you'd like us to talk about, and just if you give a shit about the show or not, which I don't blame you. We're assholes that left for three months. Right now, we still have five stars and only one comment that says it's a pretty punny podcast. Yeah, please. I, I want to see that comment buried. Yeah, me too. Me I, I want to see... I don't ever want to see that comment again. Help us. Please help. Yeah. Dad. Okay, for real, though, bye. Bye. <laughs>